everyone, and welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. As most of you know, I am usually joined by the ambitious angel mom herself, Bryn Johnson, but she is not in the studio here this morning. However, she is the one who conducted part two of our Sharna Southen interview. I think she actually did a heck of a job last week. So if you have an opportunity, leave a leave a comment in the review section letting us know how awesome you think Bryn did last week. It was her first time doing it. I think she was a little insecure about her interviewing capabilities. I thought she handled herself really well. Her and Sharna um, definitely had a lot to talk about. Um, very emotional interview. Um, Sharna talking about the, her very uh, first loss she ever suffered through pregnancy and, and how hard it was on her. You could hear that come through in the interview. This week, they talk a little bit more about the Institute of Healing that Sharna uh, founded. Also, kind of what Sharna does today, trying to help uh, families uh, suffering through the same exact thing that, that she did, lost during pregnancy. So that's uh, part two. Bryn continues her uh, incredible effort to squeeze yours truly out of this process. I'm, I'm really getting frustrated, and I don't really know where else to turn. So uh, at some point, Bryn's going to have to let me back on the show so I can ask a few questions. I don't know what she's doing. I'm kidding, of course. I love Bryn, and I think she did an awesome job. Um, so uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to toss it over to part number two of Bryn's interview with Sharna Southen coming to us from down under in Australia. Here is part two of that interview. Okay, so Sharna... Um, I hear you have a rainbow baby, so yes. I would love to hear about your little rainbow baby. Yeah, so we, after I sort of was able to work through my grief, like I didn't want, I wanted to be in a really good headspace to try again because I knew that whatever headspace I was going to be in was going to carry through my pregnancy and I really wanted to be able to um, enjoy my pregnancy so it was probably um, about four months after our loss that we started trying again and I think it might have been the second cycle in that I am um, we actually felt pregnant and I was kind of in disbelief we had a very reserved um it was very reserved happiness because yeah. obviously we knew what it was like um to have you know have that taken away but um so yeah we we found out that we were pregnant and we had our little we did sort of a little um my husband and I had like a little happy dance sort of <laughs> um and we told our family relatively straight away because um, we just knew we needed the support if we needed it again. Um, but we went on and had um, a healthy baby girl and she's now nearly three. Wow. <laughs> um, our little Poppy, she's, yeah. I love the she, name. I, I, yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> We definitely, um, we had quite a few picked for her, but 
when she came out she was like poppy was actually like a last minute sort of name that was thrown in she was i i think she's been here before she definitely has like has this personality like even the nurses on the day that she was born she was born with her eyes wide open she was taking everything in and they're all like she's been here before like she's an old soul wow (laughs) that is so cool yeah I actually had a nurse say to me that she um she said some rain oh she said rainbow babies are born with part of the soul of the one that was lost and I was like, okay, cool. Like it sort of, I don't know, made her even more special. Of course. Um, then, then, yeah, but definitely was able to really enjoy the pregnancy with her. I was, I sort of embraced everything, the good and the bad, <laughs> the pains and all. Um, yes. I was grateful for that opportunity that I was able to have. Um with her through the pregnancy and now afterwards as well. Do you think, or have you shared, which I'm sure Poppy is still um, too young to, to talk about it, but have you shared with Poppy that she has a sibling in heaven? I haven't yet, no. And I actually want to, um, I do, there are plenty of like books and stuff out there yeah. that could, um, I could read to her. So um it definitely will be something that I will share with her. I haven't at this point um, shared with her though. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I've, I've heard that from other moms as well, that they feel like their rainbow baby has a very, a very deep connection with, you know, the sibling that they lost. Um, and I feel mm. that way personally too with my daughter Monroe she is totally opposite looking as her sister that had passed, but they have certain things that they're uncanny, like they're the things that they're into and that they love and their wit. And then they have this little fiery temper at the same time, but they're funny and cute. And um, I think they would be best friends, but I do always thank Rowan up in heaven. I always say, you know, thank you for picking out the best sister to send to us because she's perfect for our family. And I do think that um, Rowan just sent us the perfect sibling for our home. And I do think that they're up there doing that and helping us, you know, so that's, that's so beautiful. I actually feel that the same way too. I believe that Poppy was, was sent to us. Um, I believe that my dad and our baby were up there and Mm -hmm. um, picked her and she was, um, she was given to us and she has been my saving grace um, multiple times over, but she's definitely been, she's definitely got, she's got that real calm um, side to her as well, but a very, you know, determined and ambitious side. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays, like all comes together when she grows up. But um. She's um, definitely got a really caring um, and nurturing side to her already. Um, she goes up to little kids and if they're crying, she'll give them a cuddle and pat them on the back and ask if they're okay. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't even, like, they're just total strangers. But, you know, yeah. she just has this natural, like. Caring side. 
caring side, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> wow. Um, well, can you tell us, you know, what you do today, Sharna? I know that we talked about that you created the Institute of Healing, um, but mm-hmm. you have some other things. So I would love you to share that with our listeners and all that you do. Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, I started in January 2020. Um, so initially how I started my business was uh, through one-on-one coaching, private coaching and helping women through heal through their grief so they could find, like reconnect and find their joy again after loss. Because I know, I knew if I needed that, then other women, other women would need that too. Yeah. Um, I knew I wouldn't be the only one. And I found the support specific to pregnancy loss very limited. I've heard um, that. I We experienced that here as well in the United States, but I've yeah. heard that, that it's that way everywhere. So, yeah. I mean, how unfortunate that there isn't a lot of support for women going through this. And um, yeah, I think that's amazing that you recognize that and you're making a change because it is very yeah. limited. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, I also mentioned before that I felt like I had something more to give I just didn't know how that was all going to come to play and I believe that my experience with um, my miscarriage was was absolutely my journey that I had to take to use my gifts and my ability to to be there and support and guide women um, and create it into something that, that into a space where I believe that there is more support needed, more, um, more resources and tools needed in that space, because, you know, I needed someone for me. I ended up seeing a psychologist for myself, but when you leave the psychologist room, you don't get any support outside of that. And when you are talking to them, it's literally just going over kind of what happened. You're not getting any support on actually how to move through that and how to process it and how to, you know, tools that you can use at home in your day-to-day life when you do get triggered, how you can, you know, help yourself Mm -hmm. move through that because there's going to be multiple times throughout your life where you'll be triggered. and helping you grow as a person by adapting all of those sort of tools and having them, you know, available for yourself. Yeah. Such an an evolving process, you know. Um, I like how you talk about grief and growth, how, you know, you have grown so much going through what you've gone through and um, not to look at it as a disability, but to Mm. gain something from it Um, and how did you how did you get to that place of that mindset because again I do think that's something very challenging for most um, people that have lost a child um, to get to I think it can be so challenging so can you give us a little advice on how you got there Um, I think for I guess some people it might come a little bit more naturally to be able to start to question yourself um, and 
for some, it might be a little bit more difficult. It might be something that they need to sort of, um, you know, practice a little bit more. But I think um, I just started to really ask myself the like really tough questions is like, you know, do I, do I want to be here? Like, do I want to stay here? Like, do I, what do I want for myself? What do I want for my future? And what am I doing now that I can change to create what I want? Or, you know, what, I mean, you could do, like, if you want to stay there, like in that, that place of comfort, that's completely fine too. But um, if you want something to change, it's just asking yourself, like, is what you're doing now going to, you know, keep you where you are or can you change something to start to move you through that? And it can be just like one little thing. It could be just, you know, getting outside or, um, you know, starting to read some, read a book that could actually, you know, help you process where you are or, it doesn't have to be like huge, like huge steps all at once. Right. It can just be something little that maybe you can change just one tiny little thing in your day to help change, help you shift your mindset and help shift you sort of out of that sort of the darkness of grief. And um, I think it's definitely a choice that that you need to make as well you know um you can choose to stay where you are or you can choose to create something more for yourself that's very true yeah but it's it's um like I said some people might find it easier to sort of ask themselves those questions and I feel like um you know even just journaling them journaling around how you know, how you're feeling and, you know, just get it all out. Being able to, that'll be able, that will aid you in being able to process what's going on inside your head as well. Yeah. Um, I know that was a huge um, tool for me to be able to understand what I was feeling and why I was feeling it. Um, and then I, I think when you can start to understand you know, what's going on and why you're feeling it. And potentially you can, you know, use it for, you know, triggers as well, like what it is that you believe was triggered in you when something happened. You can start to sort of get a better understanding of yourself. Um, and then you can start to ask yourself those sort of deeper questions as, you know, what can you change? What's one thing that you can change to sort of shift you out of where you are? Wow. That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. Um, I know on your website, you talked a little bit about core values and how they change. Um, yeah. Did yours change drastically, like from before your loss to after? It made me quit my job. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
I reassessed everything and one huge thing was I was unhappy. I was unhappy in my job. And although I loved um, I loved working with the patients, the environment was toxic. Mm. I was, I was, it was causing me stress every single day. And I didn't want that for my body and my mind. I wanted, I wanted to be happy in my life. Um, and that was one huge thing that changed. And, you know, it makes you reprioritize everything when you, when you go through loss, like, you know, what is it that you want to do with your life now? Like, is what you're doing making you happy? Is it fulfilling you? Because it wasn't for me and I wanted to be fulfilled. I wanted to be happy. Um, and I think most people want to be happy. <laughs> right. We all do. And especially when you hit, you know, rock bottom and go through so much pain in your heart and you're broken and you just want to be happy, like mm. even just a sliver of it sometimes. So, yeah, yeah I mean... I feel like we're all searching for that all the time just to feel happiness again. Yeah. And it's absolutely possible. um, And it's already within you. It's just, you've got to sort of tap into that and ask yourself like, you know, what you're doing, is it making you happy? And you don't have to be, you don't have to stay in your job. um, If it's, if it's not making you happy, if it's causing you stress, because what happens when you actually leave though, when you, when you sort of leave those things behind is that you're telling, you're saying to yourself and to the universe that you deserve something more, you deserve happiness Mm -hmm. and the universe will come and that will, it'll open some doors for you. Like if you just make that bold move and say, look, this is not serving me. Um, I want, you know, I want to be happy and, you know, following my heart or, you know, whatever it is that you do value. Like for me, it was, um, you know, family time and, you know, my husband and I, like we did some traveling, like we want to go traveling. Um, it's family has always been a huge value of mine and working a job that doesn't cause me any stress yeah so so you can come home and be you know able to be a part of your family and not be run ragged and tired and um have anxiety yes and cranky yeah I get that I was every night I came home from my job I was complaining to my husband I was upset I was angry because my boss was annoying me oh no (laughs) like it was uh you know, and I didn't want that anymore. Like it was just, it was, yeah. Um, so after my loss, after the miscarriage, like it was just like, you know what? Why am I even there? Like finances, we would make it work. Yeah. You can, you know, my husband works, you know, we would make it work. And um, and it and it did. So um, you know, if you really want something bad enough, you'll find a way to make it work. Yeah, um, that's true. And if, yeah. And if work really isn't, or if you're doing something in your day that isn't, you know, serving you, 
you know, really just asking yourself, like, is it worth doing it? Um, especially if you want to be happy mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and something will fall into place if you say yes to yourself and no to whatever it is that's causing you distress. So I know that you still offer support for one-on-one, correct? Mm. And um, what other type services do you offer? So um, what I realized a few months ago was women were reaching out to me to learn um, how they could be that support person for someone else. Mm. And I realized when through doing one-on-one private coaching for myself, I was, I was making a huge transformation in my clients' lives. But to be able to then teach someone else to do that will then create even more lives yeah. um, that can be transformed that, you know, I wouldn't personally be able to do myself. So I, so I, um, do the one-on-one coaching but I have also now created um, like a program where I can teach women to become mentors within the pregnancy and child loss space wow. so they can go on and then they can help women um, through the grief and healing process themselves um, and just creating this what I can just see is like all of these branches of support, more accessible support for women. Um, A community. Yes. Yeah. So, um, because what I created for my clients was um, like a three-step framework for them, for the, obviously the coach and the client to work through um, within a period of time together. Um, And you know, I created it out of what I needed for my healing. And when I've worked with my clients, you know, I've seen massive transformations in their life, even still, you know, months on, you know, after they um, had finished the program. And so, and then um, now I've actually combined my framework with a business model so that you can actually then start a business from that. And so then it's, you know, sets women up with a business and like a framework that you can use to, with, with, um, you know, tools and resources, you can actually help guide other women through, um, through their healing. Wow. Yeah. And I am, I'm really excited about that that's where that visible bosset has come in because that's where um, that's that new part of, um, of the Institute of Healing. So essentially it started off with private one-on-one coaching, but then I've added that new element and that's really exciting me to be able to, like I said, create those support branches, like throughout Australia, throughout America, throughout the world, like, um, have you had um, anybody reach out to you from the United States yet, or have you just kind of stuck in Australia? Yeah, so um, I've had women from all around the world. I've had women from Dubai. Wow, um, that is UK. so cool. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously Australia, but um, 
not from America, not from the um, United States at this point has actually um, sort of reached out and gone through the program. So, um, but I am just, you know, with the amount of, like with the statistics of pregnancy loss and child loss and infant loss, like it's, there are so many women that need support and there are just not enough resources out there to give it. So that's why I want to create more women who um, have that business model, who have that framework behind them to sort of add that value um, to that space. Yeah, that's, that is so true. So I thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, So do you have um, to kind of end things out? Um, You can look up Sharna on Instagram, the visible boss set at Sharna Southern. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Oh, I yeah. got it right. Good. <laughs> you did. And um, you do. <laughs> and then she has a link there with um, her website and everything that you might need to check out her space and her pages. And yeah. um, she is such an incredible ray of light. You guys check her out. Her her posts were lifting me up from the second I saw her, and um, she's very inspiring. So if you need a smile on your face, go follow her. And Sharna, do you have anything, you know, any tips or words of advice for our listeners before we end our interview today? Um, I would say um, just if you are in like that initial grief phase, um, just to allow yourself to be there. Don't put any pressure on yourself to need to do things that other people are saying potentially that you need to have moved on or that you you shouldn't be sad anymore or whatever you know people are saying just be there for yourself but don't stay there like you there is there is um, a beautiful intense life for you on the other side of that grief and you're going to come out of that Um, you will come out of that a changed woman but that's okay Um, to embrace and to embrace that new you and to forgive yourself um, and show yourself compassion because you know ultimately you are the one that you will need for the rest of your life so you know be kind to yourself um, understand yourself and um, just learn to love yourself. That's great advice. And I think <laughs> I think we can utilize that um, in other aspects as well. You know, not just with grief, but life is a journey, and we can take yeah. all of these lessons and come out better after them. So, so yes. <laughs> so thank you for spending your morning with me, and um, right. you are My beautiful, pleasure. and your family is adorable. And so um, I will be in touch. I thank you so much for coming on the show. No worries. Thank you again so much for having me and for reaching out. I really appreciate it. And I'm grateful um, to be able to share everything with you today and your listeners. Great. Don't forget, listeners, please check out Sharna's page on Instagram at The Visible Bosset. 
And there you have it, folks. That was part two of Bryn's interview with Sharna Southen. I have to say, I'm, I'm always really impressed with the type of guests that we're able to bring on. And, and actually, I'm impressed with them and their abilities to fight through uh, incredible emotion and share not only their stories, but, but how they've built themselves back up uh, since their loss. But these last couple of guests, uh, Sharna uh, this time, and then um, the Our Little Sparrows uh, founders, Jeff and Tony, um, they, they were they were really inspirational stories from all over the place. That's what's also really uh, great about what you're seeing with some of our guests. Um, grief, as we say all the time, is universal. It can happen to anyone, uh, anywhere, at any time. And um, these folks are, are there. I mean, you really do have resources everywhere that you can that you can access that that gives you the opportunity to work through some of those really tough, strong feelings that come with this process. So uh, kudos to Sharna for taking her loss and turning it into something really powerful and really brilliant. Uh, we will be back next week with some more content. Eventually, Bryn's going to let me back in the studio to actually speak to her personally, so we'll see uh, if that happens at any point. Keep your fingers crossed. Um, but other than that, we encourage you to make sure that you subscribe to the show if you, if you don't already. Review the show if you already haven't. And share the show with friends you think might be moved or, or inspired or uh, even just slightly comforted by uh, this type of podcast. That's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We really want to thank you for uh, taking a listen to the podcast. want to thank everybody who's subscribed already. And we will talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs>